I almost said Happy New Year. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda Williams, and I am here today with DeAndrea, and we are going to talk about a path unfolding. And DeAndrea joined us, I guess it was a couple of months ago now. Was it? Maybe. Like longer than that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how long ago. But she came on um, to share with us a few months ago about her journey at that time. She was working on developing her intuitive abilities. And since then, she has done so many things. And so I thought it would be great to have her come on the show and share with you what she has learned, what she's been going through, and where she is today, because a lot of us have these similar experiences on our paths. So welcome, DeAndrea. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm so glad you're here. So the very first thing I wanted to ask you is what have you been doing since you started opening that doorway to your intuition? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it feels like not enough all the time. I feel like I there's something else that I should be doing or if I experience something new and I become complacent in that one thing, I feel like, goodness, I'm not learning anything new. I'm not, you know, nothing's happening. And I have this issue with... Um, non-progression and I love how you always tell me no it's integration you have to sit down for a minute (laughs) um so after Christmas I took a Reiki um, practitioner level one and two in November so that ended the end of November then December was like pure madness so I was busy but as soon as I graduated from that I said, forget it. I'm just going to jump right in. So I changed my website over Christmas break. Um, I started offering Reiki and have actually really been doing that. But once I got back to San Diego from Denver, um, I went kind of cuckoo. I was like, oh my goodness, nothing's happening. I have nothing on the books. Like, (laughs) What am I going to do next? How am I, you know, expanding um, my spiritual practice, my intuitive practice? Like, how am I bringing new people in? And like, what, what am I doing right now? And then um, Yolanda side-eyed me 500 times and said, girl, chill out. (laughs) But I was asking for something. I was asking for something. And um, I had all this jewelry around. And so... um, I was, have really been in the crystals and, you know, how they work and, you know, gritting my room and my daughter was loving my crystals. And um, I'm like, what do I do with this? So I used to make jewelry and I said, that's what I'll do. So, you know, me and my husband go to Barnes and Noble and there's this book there and it's called Happiness. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so pretty. <laughs> it just kind of had like this boho chic like cover on it and, um, I pick it up and I flip through it. And as soon as I found through the page or through the book, there's a page and it says spiritual jewelry. And let me tell you, like synchronicities, I am very well aware of them. I pay attention. I'm always looking for them. And so I open it up and I read it and I'm like, oh, that spoke to me. <laughs> I close the book and it, or not book magazine. And it's like $17.99. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm not paying $17.99 for a magazine, (laughs) but I could not put this magazine back down. So I just held it because it was the only one left, and the chances of anyone coming in and taking this one last $18 magazine, probably on the slim side, (laughs) but I didn't want to chance it for some reason. So then I grabbed a yoga magazine. No idea why I grabbed this yoga magazine, but I did. So we walk around, my daughter picks a book, we check out, or we're going to the lane, and my husband's like, so are you going to get it? And I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to get it. I get home, flip through the pages, and I start reading about malas, prayer beads, Mm -hmm. yoga beads, whatever you want to call it. And then on the side there, it starts talking about yoga teacher training. Why? How? Not sure. But... um. So I look into that. I call Yolanda. Yolanda's like, oh, I know the perfect place. (laughs) And then so I call them. The teacher calls me back. She's like, why don't you and Yolanda come out for a a session? 
or a class, and then I'll talk to you after. I need you guys to understand this happened within four or five days. Within four or five days from buying this magazine from Barnes & Noble, from crying and asking, please, like, show me what I need to be doing something, um, I felt like I needed some kind of spiritual expansion because everything that I had been doing, even though I was addressing myself on those things, I felt like um, I really wasn't working on me. And that's when I took the class. I spoke to the teacher um, at this yoga studio and I paid my tuition that day and I started three days later. And so that's where I'm at now. That's where you are now. Now, I hope that when you listen to the show back, you hear how much you've done <laughs> because I know you always, you know, don't want to stop. So I just want to back up a little bit because I know your journey and, you know, I want people to understand. You did mention that you, you know, after you did the Reiki, you updated your website. So two things I want you to share with people. One is um, what it was like for you after you went through Reiki training. Like what was that experience like for you as far as your personal feeling or your like connection to energy? What did you experience and did you learn anything about yourself? And then if you could tell us what you do now and what that update was about. And so that people understand like the transition you're going through as far as what you do, because a lot of people struggle with, you know, being where they are and wondering how to transition into what they feel called to do. Okay. So Reiki training was very interesting for me. Um, I had been a tutor. I took Yolanda's course and I had a somewhat, introduction to it, but it was the first time that I had ever received Reiki, um, and it was the first time I had given Reiki, because she had gave it to me, and then I gave this other person, not Yolanda, Reiki, and I was kind of scared by the power behind it, um, so fast forward, I felt comfortable after, you can listen to the past episode, I think we covered <laughs> my first Reiki experience on that episode, um, so this time around, when I took the class, I took it with this guy who's so clairvoyant, like he saw everything. And I was like, oh my God, I don't see anything, <laughs> you know? And then you have Yolanda, who's like on a whole nother level of level them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, we, we hit this point where we are working with what we are giving um, energetically, and we want to compare ourselves with what other people are doing as if what they're doing is somehow stronger or better or more effective or more efficient than, um, than the energy or the way we work with our own energy, the way we've been given that. And I think it's probably the number one hindrance of um, spiritual work, intuitive work, energy work, um, because we always want to do what everyone else is doing. Yes. It blocks us from really experiencing what we're doing. Like me giving sessions, like I've been giving sessions and I would call Yolanda and my people, my clients would feel the energy, would feel the shift, would feel better, would um, would feel better. But I would text her after, like, I don't really know if I did anything. You know, I didn't see anything. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Well, who knows what I did? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who knows? Because I was so busy trying to see, trying to experience all these other clairs that were not my strengths at this time, that I wasn't really focusing on what my were. Yes. And so once I... um let go of that. And once I let go of what everyone else did, what everyone else saw, um, I think it really allowed me to ex appreciate what it is that I do, how I operate energetically. And it made me a, definitely a clear channel because yes. I wasn't blocking mm -hmm. what I was trying to be given yes. by trying to get what wasn't mine. I'm so excited right now to hear you say this. Yes. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I am right now. Yeah. So, okay. So you, I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of people do um, struggle with connecting with what they're doing because they are in comparison with, 
you know, where they think they're supposed to be or what other people are doing. And one of the things I always talk about is getting out of your way and allowing yourself to just be an observer, just witness what you're doing. And the moment you stop trying and just allow, that's when everything starts to flow and it starts to click. Now, with you, let's just share with everyone what you do and then that how you're integrating the two, um, your two paths, really. I mean, it's, and I, I think this is such a great story because a lot of people think they have to completely let go of one aspect of themselves in order to claim or connect with their spiritual side. So can you share that? Okay. So first of all, I think that's so true. And it's actually something that not even that long ago, more like still presently, like yesterday, um, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm still working on. So I'm an esthetician. Um, you know, if people don't know that is, I do facials and waxing and amazing facials. Thank you. That kind of thing. Um, and I've always worked with energy. I didn't know it, but I was always told that I was always, it was always referred to me, even in the layman, non-awakened terminology, right. people feeling what I was giving without knowing that I was actually giving anything mm -hmm. and without me knowing I was actually giving anything. Um, so I do that and I just added Reiki on and intuitive mentoring onto um, my menu, I guess you could say. The funny thing is, is um, you feel like you have to do one or the other, like there's no room. But for me, like touching is like a huge thing. And what how it has actually helped me grow is by paying attention to what I'm seeing and the people who are coming in to see me, whether they're coming in for intuitive work or anything energetically at all. Um, I'm reading them. They automatically, it's like, it's like they change when they come in to see me, mm -hmm. they just start spilling what it is. And I start reading them or I'll say something that I know it is that they need to hear. And then they get some sense of relief because something is being addressed that maybe no one else has picked up on or maybe they don't feel comfortable saying to anyone else. And I actually have come to learn that that is probably my strong suit spiritually or mm -hmm. in, energetically. That's a beautiful thing. And I mean, watching you go through this process, and I have to say to everyone, I mean, she really has <laughs> progressed rapidly and, you know, it, it really does come down to your practice. And one of the things I think is so beautiful about watching you in your process is that you are in this like constant state of practice and you have, you know, in all the training that I've, you know, that you've taken through me and just seeing what you're, you've done and how you've applied it into your life, you are always practicing, whether it is, you know, um, connecting with your intuitive gifts and looking at people and, and understanding what you are picking up from them energetically, as well as, you know, working on people and sharing Reiki now with your clients. And that is one of the things I think is key. And I always tell everyone, you can read a thousand books, you can have amazing teachers, you can do it all, but it never is going to amount to what it could in your space until you practice and connect with your gift in your way and connect with how energy is working through you. But that aside, um, was it or is it a struggle for you, that idea of, you know, merging the two, um, you know, doing two things that you love and bringing them in unison? And do you have any advice for people who think they have to give up one in order to embrace the other? So that's kind of a tricky question because I think it really depends on what you do. Like, where are you? Are you, is your everyday work life doing something that um, you are at peace with? Mm -hmm. Like, are you doing something you believe in? Um, are you doing something that you feel is raising your vibration? Are you helping people? Do you feel like this is something that can assist in, in your soul calling? Are you doing something where you're touching people that maybe you feel like, aren't in the best place in their life right now, 
but you have the ability in some way to help change that. Mm -hmm. Or are you doing something that makes you feel like crap all day that you go home and all you do is complain about that thing? Like, what is your everyday life? For me, you know, doing skincare, I am touching people every day. People are coming and laying on my table or, you know, letting me know how their job is. So I kind of have it easy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I have no qualms in admitting that. I think that that's kind of really a, a personal thing. So we have a friend and, you know, she struggles with that and she feels like she can't really practice. And I say, you know what, no matter where you are, you have the ability to strengthen whatever your clairs are. You know, you have someone talking to you, um, feel, try to feel or sense where they're speaking from. Like use this thing for the better. So if Yolanda's talking to me and she's telling me a story, I will try to tap into where she's telling this story from. Like, is this story coming from her heart or whatever she's saying? Is it coming from her heart? Is it coming from her solar plexus? Is this an <laughs> ego-based um, conversation? Whoever you're speaking to, I was just using that as an example. Um, what do you see around these people that are talking to you? What's on their face? Like, yeah. is their face changing? What What is it that you do? Practice that. Mm -hmm. Those people don't have to know. It's not like you're doing something bad. You're just practicing what you naturally have. Yeah. You know, you just reminded me in saying that, too. Um, I saw a video recently, and this really speaks to people connecting with and doing what makes them feel good and what they appreciate doing and what they love. And, again, you know, a lot of people think that they have to, like, it has to look like a certain thing, like it has to be what falls in the umbrella of spirituality, but not recognizing that what we do in love and of itself is a spiritual practice. So anyway, I saw this video recently and this man, he was, um, he had been in the military and he's back home now and he's working at KFC. And the video was about getting a minimum wage increased. So he was, you know, fighting for the increase of minimum wage because he can't afford to pay his family with his job. But the beauty of this video was he was so passionate about his job. And he said flat out, I love cooking for KFC. I love cooking for people. I love it when people walk into this KFC and they're excited about the food. I know the food is going to be like he loves what he does. So he's like putting love into preparing meals for people and all of these things. And a lot of people may not you know, on a surface level, see that as a spiritual work, but he's pouring his love into this job of feeding people and, you know, the joy he knows it's going to bring people. So I, I think it's important that people do connect with exactly what you said. If it makes you feel good, if you feel passionate and connected with what you're doing, that in itself puts it in that realm of spiritual work for you. I'm going to add on to that. Because me and my husband went to Tender Greens and we were talking about, he was going through things at work and we were talking about the energy that we give off. Mm -hmm. And if we don't think everything we do is affecting someone else around us, if, if people, if we're not giving energetically at every single point, then we're so mistaken because we walk through the line and I'm like, babe, do you see that guy right there? I'm like, he looks like he's having the worst day and he would love to be anywhere else but here. Mm -hmm. It is a soul sucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, energy that yes. you're putting out there. Yeah. Pay attention to what you're giving off. So if you do love what you do and you aren't in a spiritual place where you work or you feel like it's not a great place, love that. Be in that place that whatever it is you're giving off, you're giving off like a higher vibration yeah. so that whoever you're coming in contact with, you're raising those people's vibration. Yeah. So whoever they go to next or even if you're calling someone on the phone, let's say you work at a call center mm -hmm. and someone calls in and they're having a bad day. Like, you know what? Hi, sir. How are you today? Well, I've had a bad day. Oh, you know. Well, I hope you have a great day. You know, whatever it is that you can do to raise anyone else's vibration, you're doing like a great thing. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's just even the acknowledgement. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying with your clients. 
and the shifts you create and just seeing them and acknowledging them, that alone can make such a huge impact in someone's day. When I go to North Carolina, I mean, those it is very friendly and warm, like how much acknowledgement you get from mm-hmm. other people, which again, coming back here, mm-hmm. you don't get that. Like I, It's funny to me when I say hi to people here, there are some people that say hi, but for the most part, people just look at you kind of shocked because we don't acknowledge each other just on a very basic level. Don't look each other we in don't, the eye. No. Nothing. nothing. Everyone's drop your head. Don't want to be forced to speak or don't know what to say. So yes. let me not even make eye contact. Yes. So I think that, and I forgot where we started, but I do think <laughs> that the acknowledgement of people is very like nurturing. It means like the world. Yeah, community. Yeah. Community. It does. Even when we wake up and have that intention of just filling ourselves with so much gratitude and filling ourselves with so much light and then having that intention to carry that with us throughout the day, it shifts us and everyone we touch, everyone we come in contact with. So that's what I was going to say. I think it's beautiful that you are bringing up for people to have the awareness of having responsibility and accountability for our own energy and what we are putting out there. And yeah, we may have a bad day and you may have, you know, those days where you just are agitated, irritated, easily triggered or whatever. But if you have an awareness of how you are feeling and what you're holding on to, it makes a difference if you are reacting and acting from that space versus knowing that you need to maybe like bring it in, connect with yourself Mm -hmm. and look at what you're holding and why and start transforming and healing that for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, it, and it all comes back to having an awareness of self. So in everything that you've done, like with your um, intuition, Reiki, now yoga, what is something that you've learned about yourself? And have you noticed like a common thread between the practices? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question. What I'm giving off, Mm -hmm. where am I in that moment? What is my intention for the day? What is my intention with this client? What is my intention with this duty? What is my intention with this breath? What is my intention as I'm sitting here? What is my intention with this thought? And what is my intention with this word? Everything that we say, every seed that we plant, what are we wishing to manifest? Mm -hmm. And to me, and Yolanda said, girl, if you if you say you're going to do something, I know you're going to do it. Well, yes. If you do not do what makes you happy, you are not vibrating at a healthy vibration in order to, to connect with someone else and raise their vibration. You cannot give to other people what you do not give to yourself. Everything I do is with that intention. Uh, I love that, especially the very last thing you said, that um, – Everything that you do for someone else, you have to be willing to do that for yourself. But even the overlying, like, message that was screaming from what you said is to do everything in love. Like, do everything in love. Love for yourself as well as love for, you know, whomever else is involved in what you're doing. Um, That would be an interesting challenge for everyone to, you know, go throughout this week and really be mindful of. Mindful. Yes, mindful. Mindful. (laughs) Be mindful of what you're doing and the vibration that that's coming from. Can I take two seconds to say something? Please. I have a client who, client we'll call client slash friend, who is trying to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. So I just spoke to her before I got here and I said, Why? Before you take a puff, before you pull a cigarette out of the pack, ask yourself why. Why? What is this cigarette doing for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be mindful of a cigarette and not just have it be something that you do. Mm-hmm. I think that's with um, everything we eat, you know, everything we say. Like, what is that cigarette doing for you? Mm-hmm. It, everything really is about being mindful about what our intentions are. What is this? How is this helping or healing or hurting me? Yeah. And is it worth it? You know, it reminds me of um, what you're saying right now, too. Tonight in the coven, we have our private podcast, and the topic for tonight is change, but with focus on 
the change being within because a lot of times when we think of change we're just concerned with the outward change like how is my life changing is my career my you know relationship all of these things but we tend to skim over their inner change so anyway um you know that i reconnected with the shamanic practices and so every new and full moon i am connecting with a different um energy very specific to this practice and the one that i'm on now is the energy that supports like change like very uh deep change and when i was in the shower this morning that's what came to mind like oh because at first i was thinking like oh change no problem i'm i don't care i'm fine with change but i was thinking very external and it came through so clear this morning about that deep interchange and what we're going through like as we transform and as we awaken more and as we step deeper into this realization of who we are and what we are and how we function and how all of this plays a part not just in our lives but the vibration of everyone it's that that interchange that we need to start being more aware of how we are changing or not that you know a lot of people we cling to what's like no longer fitting us or what's familiar and really resist our growth and our change. Now with you, um, clearly you're listening to your guidance <laughs> and, you know, following the unfolding. So on this, your path of unfolding, what has really, or do you even know what has, um, driven you to connect with that guidance or trusting that guidance to keep unfolding in the way that you have. And I want to emphasize trust because that's, that's a big one for so many people. Um, I don't really know other than I ask um, and then I pay attention to the answers that come whether they are in synchronicities around, whether they're in a magazine at freaking Barnes and Noble, whether it's someone who comes in my room at the table, whether it's how much money I end up making this week. Mm -hmm. um, I ask, I set my intentions and I trust that I'm supported. And have you always trusted or was there like a process for you where you, I don't know if started. I never not trusted mm -hmm. um, as much as I as much as I maybe didn't pay attention. Oh, that's a good one. Or as much as maybe I didn't ask. Yeah. I didn't put it out there. Okay. So with that, I mean, cause that's, that's um, you know, I love that even though I thought of that because a lot of people don't ask when they don't know that the universe is working with them. Whether they trust it or not, they may not know it. So what would be your suggestion for people who are, regardless of where they are on their path, but they have that, you know, that questioning and that doubting and like, do you have something that you can recommend that would help them maybe work through that or how you can um, start listening to that inner voice or listening to that inner calling or putting out the questions like the way that you do? Write down what you're feeling. Write down what you want. And and I say that, and you can write down, yeah, I want $500 this week. I need to pay my rent. But I mean that on a different level. I mean, really pay Be mindful. It's that mindfulness again. Like, pay attention to what it is that you are feeling, you are seeing around you, that you want to change. Pay attention to how you're acting or um, thinking to really affect that change, too. Because I can put out there, oh, yes. Um, I want this, and then sit back and wait for it. I think you need to do a little bit more than that. You know, a lot of people talk about, like, the the um, the secret. Oh, <laughs> the secret. Well, yeah, that's cool. It works on one half, but you really do have to set things in motion. There, there, it, There's action on your part that you must do. Mm -hmm. So I think really writing down and being sure, like, be clear. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not clear on anything else, ask for, for the greatest good right now mm -hmm. for you yeah. in this moment. And then be in this moment. What drives you? What motivates you? I don't know. 
<laughs> close to the microphone. I don't know. And then back away. You're not on the stand. I don't know. I, you know, this year I've met awesome women. You know, even when I was younger, I always said I'd have two daughters and they're going to go out and, you know, girl power. And I've always been like this. Um, no offense to the men out here listening. Um, been this feminine woman power type person. Like how can we hold space for each other and um, be a soundboard for each other and support each other and not compete with each other, um, but lift each other up and realize that we're all just this link in a chain and we're all that one chain. I'm doing so good, not cussing. (laughs) I'm so proud. Because I have almost said the F-bomb five times. Um, Yeah, you know, like, so I think really just support. Like, support meeting like-minded people who can hold space for you and support you. And um, then, you know, we meet up and we go out with our vibrations raised and we affect the people in our homes and those people go out and they affect the people that they work with wherever it is they work. And I think that to me is my all around goal. Yeah. How can I raise your vibration? How can I affect changing you? Mm -hmm. Because everyone's affecting changing me. Everyone who I'm meeting, whether they're giving me something or not, they are giving me everything because they are showing me things about myself. Mm -hmm. They are letting me work on things that I want to give off energetically. And so they go out. I can affect them. They go out and they affect everyone else. If we all held hands and loved each other, Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be a lot of what there is today. Um, Honey, I love that. And I hold that picture in mind so many times. Like the, it's one of those things that I like pray for really daily is just like raising the vibration, the consciousness of the entire, like the collective, the world, yet all of us. But that just reminded me too. one of the things I wanted to ask you and, you know, in Reiki, I had you two look at each other and connect with the energy of each other by looking in each other's eyes and I know that you also had that experience after that mm-hmm. in your yoga practice. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious to know, did that shift at all your perspective of people energetically or um, what we are seeing in each other beyond, you know, surface level? What was that experience like for you? And just to share with everyone out there, what I'm talking about is the practice of looking into another person's eyes just staring at them for, uh, it seems like an eternity, but it's only a few minutes, actually. It's an eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) But it's a few minutes. And in the practice, um, you're supposed to try to connect with seeing the light or the God in the person while they also witness the same in you. So what was that experience like for you? I'm I'm a very honest and candid person. Um, I do not like that exercise. I didn't like it the first time, the second time, because Yolanda, she's mean and she made me do it twice. Um, (laughs) And I did not like it the third time in yoga. Let me tell you why. I don't know if I necessarily see anything because that's not really how I see like that. Um, It was very um, call in the light, get out my face type of moment. Like, I don't need you all up where I'm at right here. So curtains so did had you been drawn. See anything? Like what did I or did it even give you so since you don't like people to stare at you, did they experience like bring any more awareness to like what you reveal or you know what I mean? Like your boundary with mm-hmm. people and like how much you do share or how much you do let people in or not? Um I'll say this. I'll say I didn't get much from the exercise in that moment, but I got a lot after that moment. And I think when um, we were out of that exercise and people would be around the classroom or people would be looking, um, they open up those curtains, they let the veil come up and then you're able to read people. Mm -hmm. So I think it forced people to, I don't know, get comfortable, maybe. Um, For me, that's not a comfortable situation. I don't know if I was 
really in a reading space in that moment. So I think it depends on the type of purpose person that person is, that kind of exercise. Yeah, I'm so glad I asked you because I was curious about that because I know in the yoga class you have to do it with several people. Oh, and we had 24 people. Yeah. Plus yeah. five teachers that came in. Yeah. So that's 30 people holding sweaty palms and staring <laughs> at each other for 45 <laughs> seconds, okay? <laughs> I don't wish it on you, but if you like it, I love it, and I don't like it. I love it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it so much. Um, no, but I was really, I was so curious. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what her experience is after having to do it with multiple people, because that would be even more, I would think, uncomfortable for you. Yeah. But I, I wondered like if going through that that passage of having to go through so many people, if at some point it almost like breaks your barrier to where you're just like, oh, fine, whatever, I'm here, see me. No. <laughs> People were like crying and snotting, and I'm like, um, tissue. Can we, when can we wrap this up? I was done with that exercise. I've actually had to do it several times. I did it in my yoga training. Um, I did it at the Chopra Center when I did an event there, and I also had to do it again recently at another event, a channeling event that I went to. And I love it because you really do see, well. And everyone's experience is different. And yes, there are a lot of people who cry and release. And part of it is because they are being seen like mm-hmm. in a new way. Um, but I love it so much because I really see people's like faces from like past people's faces morph. Like I will see their past life. People like start looking like elves and fairies and all of these interesting things. So I think it's neat because if you stare at someone long enough, their face does start to well, morph. I did that in Reiki. Yeah. I did see that in Reiki. Yeah. But I mean, damn, it was like two minutes. I was like, <laughs> eventually, he probably got that old because it was a whole lifetime of staring at me. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone out there, like, you have got to try this. And I'm going to try this at home. Um even though with a friend, you know, partner, whoever, just sit across from each other and look into each other's eyes. Don't speak. <clears throat> just try to look at each other um, uninterrupted for a solid minute. I think that's not asking too much. Do it for a solid minute, and I would love to know what your experiences are. Me too. <laughs> and let your eyes be soft. Allow your eyes to, like, be very soft. Allow yourself to see into them and allow them to see into you. And I would love to, again, hear what your experiences are around that. You are hilarious. I am mad right now. So I'm, the I'm third, like, you just had a no, flashback? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. So now it's been, you know, you've gone through this path of, you know, again, starting with your intuitive development, moving on to Reiki, and now you're into yoga the yoga um aspect i mean we could do a whole nother show about that because that's i mean it's just it's actually i would like you to come on after um your graduation and talk about that experience because it is something to discuss but since the beginning um of you starting to work on yourself and work with energy in these new ways have you noticed that your intuition has shifted or the way that you work with energy has shifted. How is that going for you? And how are you allowing yourself to grow with these transitions? 100% I have noticed that. And um, like I said previously, I think for me, I quit comparing myself to other people. Mm Mm-hmm experiencing what other people experience or how they read or what they say or feel. Um, and I, I just feel what people are feeling or saying or writing. I can read what someone wrote and I can feel how they felt when they wrote that. Um, I it's really hard to explain. Am I walking around and seeing groups of people like spirits following people? No. Am I seeing all this stuff or 
am I, you know, hearing all these things? No, but I quit looking for that. And, um, and I, do I know I possess that? Yep. But that's not my strength at this time. And I am working on trusting what it is that I feel and what it is that I know. My friends will be telling me a story and they'll be so in depth and I can stop them in the middle. I know exactly what they're feeling or where they're speaking from. And I've just really started to fine tune that aspect. I love speaking. I love the intuitive mentoring aspect of things. I want people to come and talk to me about what it is that they're going through because I know that I have the ability to hear what they're saying, how they're saying it, and where they're saying it from, where they're speaking from, what needs chakra-wise work and balance. And mm -hmm. so I think, um, I think comparing myself in the beginning to what other people do and how they do it and Stopping comparing myself to what other people do and how they did it has been the change that um, is allowing me my growth intuitively. Yeah. And I love hearing you talk about and describe the way you work with your intuitive gifts because a lot of people have an idea that it only looks a certain way and that it only means that they're tapped into their intuition if they see that group of spirits following them or if they hear things very clearly. So I'm glad that you one, recognize the way that you work with energy and that you've um, accepted, you know, yeah. what your gifts are. And I love that you keep saying yet, because that you understand that you are still developing and strengthening your gifts as you go. If you think you're done, that's your ego. Mm -hmm. If you think you've mastered anything, yes. it's your ego. Period. Yes. It doesn't stop and it constantly like changes. And if you sell yourself short and thinking that the one thing that you do is all you do, that's your ego as well. I want you to actually share that. So now that you are working with energy and doing, you know, the things that you do, if you look back to say even six months ago, is your idea of what this process would be? different than what you thought? Like, did you have an idea of like, oh, this is what it's going to mean to be intuitive, or this is what it's going to mean to work with energy? Has it been different than that? Before this all started, I was a hot damn mess. So I have no <laughs> idea what I expected. All I know is all this stuff was happening, and um, the Virgo and me needed something to be fine-tuned and streamlined. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be walking around in la-la land or having my ears doing what they do or um, having clients react to me that way and me not having any control or any precision with what, I, and I have still have no precision, but I know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. Um, so I had no preconceived notions. I had no idea what was going to happen or how it was going to happen, but I did want it to be a certain way. Yeah. I wanted it to be, I wanted to see things. I wanted to hear things, those clear, defined ways mm -hmm. and the spirit said huh that's what you want well we'll get to that later let's start with this <laughs> so I've, I've learned to um, be a good little good little girl and just wait <laughs> actually I want to ask you about that how would you describe the way that you see because again I mean I know from conversations and you even seeing stuff in my space at times that you do see you have moments of like seeing how would you describe the way that you see even the way that you hear when you do, because again, people have very, um, you know, preconceived notions about what that means and what it has to look like. Um, because I know time's running out, I'll make this short. For me, when I see, I see um, people's faces change. Um, the first time it happened, it was weird. The second time it was confirmation for me because I do pay attention, like I said. Um, even with Yolanda, when Isis showed herself to me, she literally was Yolanda's face, but it was Isis. And Yolanda's talking, I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> Who is in here right now? Because I don't see like Yolanda sees. Yolanda see Isis chilling on the couch with a pina colada. I don't see that. <laughs> That's not how I see. But she wanted to be seen, so she showed herself to me in Yolanda's face. Will most people see like that? Probably not, but that's how I saw. And yeah. And then how would you describe the way that you hear? Like, is it 
would you describe it as a sound outside of you or like an inner sound? Is it faint? What? It's not outside of me. It is not my strongest at this time. And the few times that I've heard, it's just been um, in uh, a voice in my head. <laughs> you know, yeah. like a voice in my head. Yeah. That was not my own. Yes. But I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and that's, again, a good thing for people to know because you know, think people may think they're not hearing because it's not outside of them the way with our physical right. sense of hearing. So another thing with you, because I know you are an empath and very sensitive to energy. Do you have any recommendations for people about how to translate what they feel? Pay attention to where you feel it. That to me was because I was just feeling and I was just feeling and it was a whole bunch of stuff I was feeling, but I wasn't paying attention to where it was just the fact that I was. Mm -hmm. So if you are feeling something, sit, be with yourself, be present in that moment and feel where it is that you're sensing that sensation that the feeling is coming to you. And um, let's. Yeah. And do you ask yourself, questions intuitively when you're feeling energies or does it just come into you like a knowing? Mm, I think it's just a knowing. I don't ask. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, you. you just know. Well, I just. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. So it's just amazing now to hear you talk about everything so with so much comfort and awareness because like it's yours now and you're taking ownership of what you do and how you do it. And it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I get excited when you tell me. I'm working on my yamas and niyamas because (laughs) I am greedy and I want more. Like, I'm like, okay, what's next? Check. What's next? What's next? So I really am working on that presentness that I've been preaching about. Yeah. See, I work too. Yeah. Self-work constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And having that presence of mind is a practice, you know, and one of those things, too, we hear a lot. Be present, be present. But it it sounds great. But it is a practice. Yes. Yeah. Daily. Yeah. (laughs) Hourly. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It it really is a practice. But it's been um, amazing watching you go through your process. And, you know, I tell you all the time, I'm so proud of you. And I it's just, it's exciting to see. And I, I love watching your unfolding. And I really do think that your story and your experiences will resonate with so many people because, you know, I think a lot of people think that they are alone in their process, especially if they don't have a community that they can talk to about you, what they're going through. Are you in through. me right now? I know you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know so, you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What do you want to share with the people before we go? That's what I was going to say. Some people, and this was me in the beginning, um, when, but I asked for um, assistance. Call your guides, your arch angels. They will send you who you need. They sent me Yolanda. It happens that I've probably like known her all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but find somebody who you can talk to who is going through experiencing a meetup group um, and help guide you on this journey and have a friend who's going through the same thing or who are, who's interested in the same thing as you are. And um, so you guys can hold hands and hold space for each other. Yeah. You know, I think that is so important and it does help you in so many ways and you learn a lot in the process of exchange. And absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I would be, Nuts. <laughs> if I, I'm not kidding. Freaking nutball. Well, it will be exciting to see how things keep unfolding for you. And so, obviously, we're going to have you back for another show when you're done with your yoga training to see how you've progressed where you are there. Because now I feel like we're almost like monitoring you, watching your path unfold. I don't mind. Good. Well, I'm glad that you come on to share because it really does, I think, It'll help so many people. So I appreciate your generosity 
of heart and mind to share your experiences with everyone. So do you want to share how people can get in touch with you? Um, so if you guys are in San Diego, especially, um, I work at Sweet Face Aesthetics. Um, I do Reiki and um, intuitive mentoring, www.sweetface, S-W-E-E-T-F-A-C-E, San Diego, SD.com. So SweetFaceSD.com. Yes? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so I would, you know, and do, are you offering distance sessions yet or are you just yes, local right now? Okay. And, yeah. Uh, and distance too. Yeah. But if you are in San Diego, I would recommend getting a facial with your reading or with your Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> you just spoil yourself entirely. So anyway, it was great to have you back again on the podcast. And I look forward to hearing the <laughs> third cycle of your adventure. Anything else before we go that you want to share? No, just thank you, like, for everything. I'm so appreciative and grateful for guidance and ears when I have my meltdowns. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm grateful. Oh, well, I'm grateful for you, too. You know, it goes, (laughs) we give and receive, we give and receive. So I'm thankful for you, too. And I really appreciate you being here today. And for those of you who are new to the community, you can always go back in the archives and listen to any episode of Reiki Radio, including the one that DeAndrea debuted on, which I think was called Lightworker Interviews with DeAndrea. Um, You can listen to those uh, previous shows in the iTunes podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes under Reiki Radio, or you can also listen on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Reiki Radio, and you can listen to all of the shows there. Be sure to click follow so that you can get updates and reminders about upcoming shows. And that is it for today. You can learn more about me and my work at uchi.com. That's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. Thank you for joining us. And remember to always journey in love. Thank you. Yes. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing is turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.